0: It's time for another episode of Gospel Preaching Live, brought to you by the Kearney Church of Christ, which meets at 406 North Clark in Kearney, Missouri. Make plans to come out and visit the brethren who look forward to seeing you. And now the host of Gospel Preaching Live, Richard Dodson. Welcome to Gospel Preaching Live. My name is Richard Dodson, minister at the Carney Church of Christ, which meets at 406 North Clark in Kearney, Missouri. If you have any questions or comments in regards to tonight's lesson you're watching on Facebook and YouTube, feel free to leave a comment in the comment section, and I'll be more than glad to respond. And if you would, if you agree with the lesson, give us a like and share it with as many people as you can, as you possibly can. Now, if you're listening on the radio and on uh, our podcast, you can reach out to me by uh, calling me at 816-686-9517. That's 816-686-9517, and bear in mind I am in the central time zone. You can also email me at gospelpreachinglive at gmail.com. That's gospelpreachinglive at gmail.com. Let's help spread the word about this work, and again, if you agree with it, do what you can to help me to let other people glean from this preaching as well. uh, I'm praying that you'll find that it is truly the word of God. It's not my words. It's the Lord's words. And so I pray that you will study as the Bereans did in Acts 17 and uh, make sure that the things that I'm saying are so. And if they are, let's give us a like and share it again with as many people as we possibly can. Tonight, we're going to talk about the Holy Spirit. Now, with the Holy Spirit, there's a lot of controversy. um, And that's one reason why I'm preaching on it. From time to time, I come across uh, members outside the church who have different ideas about the Holy Spirit because of lies that have been generated by the many false teachers that are out there. And this makes sense. Why wouldn't there be lies about the uh, Holy Spirit or anything else? Because the devil's behind it. He's the father of all lies, and he wants to make it hard for you to come to the truth. And so that's a common thing for him to do is to try to twist the truth in such a way and give you a preconceived idea about things and then hinder you from coming and knowing God's will. But that's what the purpose of this lesson is. We're going to try to weed through the lies that the devil has perpetuated, and we are going to try to present the truth so that the devil can be exposed. And hopefully, not only those who are outside the church, but even in the church, there have been those who have been influenced by the various false teaching that surrounds this. Now, this is going to be a five-part series. This is not something that that I'm going to do in succession. Uh, I'll be putting it up periodically uh, just because I also preach this at the church in Kearney, and uh, I never liked it when I was listening to a preacher, and I know many of them don't like it. They don't like to hear the same—they don't like to hear series sermons each week. And so that's why I'm going to be scattering with different sermons from time to time, But every once in a while, you're going to hear something about the Holy Spirit. And so be listening for this in future episodes, because in this lesson, it's going to be very rudimentary. But it's a good place to start, and it's something for us to get an anchor in as we proceed in the study of the Holy Spirit. Now, the Bible speaks about the Holy Spirit, and I'm sure you're familiar with this. And I just got a couple of verses popped up that, uh, in fact, I'm going to make myself smaller on Facebook and YouTube. And then uh, make the uh, uh, verses bigger. That way, you can read along with me. But if you did, if you are able to read with me on Facebook and YouTube, notice what is said in Matthew chapter 10, verse 19 and 20. Jesus said, "When they deliver you over, do not be anxious how you are to speak, talking to his disciples, or what you are to say, or what you are to, uh, for what you are to say." will be given to you in that hour, for it is not you who speaks, but the Spirit of your Father speaking through you. So this is just one verse out of many that makes reference to the Holy Spirit. Just one more by way of getting going uh, when Jesus was talking about sending the Holy Spirit. He says, the Helper, in John 14, 26, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. So we know then and again, these are just a couple of verses to show that they are the Holy Spirit is in the Bible. and I'm not discounting that at all. I readily accept it as part of God's word and, and that uh, the Bible has much to say about it. Uh, perhaps the confusion comes in is because there has to there's a um, a misunderstanding because people like to choose certain verses and just run with it without considering all the verses. And that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to consider everything that the Bible says about the Holy Spirit so that we can learn more about him. And learning about him is important. Uh, There's a quote from a, a man, James P. Needham, and he says this in his book about the Holy Spirit. Many brethren serve a God about whom they know but little. And throughout history, it has been the case that people become like the God they serve. Thus, the more we know about God, the more him, we become. And that's, that makes sense, doesn't it? I mean, some people serve the God money, and so you know, they become more and more greedy. and uh, And then, of course, you know, other false gods that people like to serve, and they become more and more like that false God. But we need to know, and our quest is to be like the one true and living God. That's our quest. And so because of that, we need to know more about him. All too often, people assume things about God without knowing what he likes or dislikes. And we see that in Psalms chapter 50 and verse 21. Notice what is said there. These things, and this is God talking to Israel and he's rebuking them because of some of the things they had done. They they did so without his authority. It says, these things you have done and I have been silent. You thought that I was one like yourself, but now I rebuke you and lay the charge before you." You see, the Israelites, the Israelite nation, they thought God was like them. And that is so easy to do. We can all assume God is like us, but if we don't learn about God, then we don't know what he likes and dislikes. You know, when I first met my wife, very first time I met her, oh, I wasn't that impressed. thought she was cute. I, I wasn't that impressed. But once I got to know her, and once I started learning about her and finding out who she was, then I fell in love with her. And that's the same. Now, she fell in love with me at first sight. <laughs> no, that's not true. I, I had to do some work to try to win her over. But needless to say, uh, this is a true statement. I mean, when you meet someone, you got to learn about them. You got to try to find out things about them. And uh, because we don't want to assume things, we can't assume things. All too often, people assume things about other people and then they turn out to be wrong. You know, first impressions can be a dangerous thing. And so, again, with God, with all the stake that we have, we need to know. And so where are we going to find out more about God? But in his revealed truth, and that's the Bible. We need to go to the Bible to learn everything that we need to know about God. 2 Timothy 3:16 and 17 makes that very clear. If we go to the scriptures, then we are equipped for every good work. We know that we are pleasing to God. Now somebody may say, "Well, As long as you do it with the right heart, you're pleasing to God. How do you know that? Prove that in the Bible. Find a way. Show me that. And then, you know, somebody else may say, well, God is not like a Pharisee. He doesn't judge us that strict. Well, again, you you misunderstand the Pharisee's problem. That's something you got to learn about because the Pharisees were not strict in adherence to God's word. They were loose. In fact, they'd even gone so far as to making things up. And, and so it's very important. And I can't emphasize enough for us to learn about the Holy Spirit, at least learn the things that's been revealed. So that we can be have more knowledge of, of the Lord that we love and the Lord that we want to be like, and, and the Lord that we want to spend our eternity with. It, it just makes all the more sense. So Tonight, again, very individual, uh, A very individual. It's a, a very, uh, I was reading individual on the screen. It popped out in my mind. But the, this is a very rudimentary lesson, and it's a start. But there's two points that I want you to take from this lesson, and I really hope we're able to accomplish that this evening. And that is that the Holy Spirit is deity and that he is an individual spirit the same as I'm an individual, my wife's an individual, my children are individuals, and just like if you're listening at home, you're an individual. The Holy Spirit is an individual, as we're going to see in tonight's lesson. Those are the two points that I want to use the Scriptures to show to you so that we can build on this in future lessons. So let's go ahead and jump on him being deity. Now, there's some passages I want you to consider I got them all up on the screen because I think it's important that we take all these as one. And this goes back to creation when the Lord made the heavens and the earth. But I want you to notice, first of all, let's look at Genesis one twenty six, When God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. Now, what I want you to notice is that God said, let us. He didn't say let me make man in my image. He said, let us make man in our image. In fact, I should have highlighted our in image. And then he said, after our likeness. So obviously when God said that, he's talking to some, at least one other person. Uh, He's talking to a, 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 there's, there's a plurality of beings there at creation because of what God said, let us make man in our image. So let's go back to Genesis one, one and two, right there in the very beginning. It says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void and darkness was over the face of the deep and the spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Okay, so we know God, the father was there and now we know the spirit of God was there. Was there anyone else? Well, we're going to have to jump to the New Testament. At least this is the verse. There's others we could go to, but this is the one I want to use because it's a very good one that's, uh, that spells it out in Hebrews 1, 1 and 2. When he said, and this speaks of Jesus, he says, long ago, many times in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets, but in these last days he has spoken to us by his son, whom he appointed the heir of all things, through whom also he created the world. So Jesus was there. And so when God was saying, let us make man after our likeness, he is talking to himself. He's including himself. He's including the Holy Spirit. And he's including Jesus. That's the three that he's talking about. Now, what we're describing is a Godhead. Now, if we look in the King James, and I like the King James translation of this because I think they interpret it correctly, this particular word. If you go to Acts 17 and verse 29, uh, when Paul was at Mars Hill uh, in Athens and he was talking to those men who, if you remember the story, he came into Athens and they had uh, 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 monuments to all these various gods and Paul was trying to say, you need to be serving the one true and living God. But uh, that, that's the, what's taking place. He says, for as much then as we are the offspring of God, we ought not to think that the Godhead is like in a gold or silver or stone, graven by art or and man's device, which is what he was witnessing. And, and we also see reference to the Godhead in Romans 1.20 and Colossians 2 and verse 9. But uh, the reason I want to show you this is when he says Godhead, I think the ESV talks about the divine, but he is describing those three who make up deity that we read about back in Genesis. God, the Father, the Holy Spirit, and Jesus. They make up the Godhead. And we also see this in uh, Acts chapter 5 and verse 1 through 5 about Ananias and Sapphira. Uh, let's go ahead and read that. A certain man named Ananias with Sapphira, his wife, sold a possession and kept back part of the price, and his wife also being privy to it and brought a certain part and laid it at the apostles' feet. But Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled thine heart to lie to the Holy Ghost? He says, and to keep back part of the price of the land. While it remained, was it not thine own? And after it sold, was it not thine own power? He says, why hast thou conceived this thing in thine own heart? And not all of this is there. He goes on to say that you have not lied to man, but to God. And for some reason, I missed that on my slide. That should be uh, all. I didn't get that. I'm sorry, but uh, that that should be. Unless I put it, no, I didn't put it on the next one. But that's part of the passage, Acts five one through five. I'll let you read that on your own. But that's how he concludes that you haven't lied to man, but to God. Well, just earlier he said you lied to the Holy Ghost. So why did he say? They lied to the Holy Ghost, and then he turns around and says he lied to God. Because he did. they did both, he, he lied to the Holy Ghost, but the Holy Ghost is part of the Godhead. So he lied to God. And so the whole purpose of looking at these scriptures is just to show you that the Holy Ghost is deity. He is part of the Godhead. Look at this chart. It's a chart that I agree with. Uh, it has the Father on one side, the Son, which is Jesus, on the other and then the Holy Spirit, and then on the outside with a little lane going to each one, it's trying to convey the thought that the Holy Spirit is not the Son, and the Son is not the Father, and the Father is not the Holy Spirit. I believe the scriptures teach that. But together, they come together, and they make up the Godhead. They are God together. And so that's the important part that we need to understand is that the Holy Spirit is deity, he is part of the Godhead. Now, the New Testament also bears this out in Matthew chapter 3 and 16 and 17 when Jesus was baptized. It says, uh, He immediately went from the water, and behold, the heavens were open to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and coming to rest on him. And behold, a voice from heaven said, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. Now, in this particular verse, it has all three that make up the Godhead. You have Jesus, the Son, you have the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God, and then the voice from heaven would be God, the Father. Another passage we could go through is in the Great Commission, Matthew 28 and verse 19. Now, he says something here. He uses that phrase, in the name of, which we understand to be in the name of means by the authority of. Uh, Colossians 3, 17, 16, 17, whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus uh, by his authority. So we go, therefore, in this passage of the Great Commission, Matthew 28, 19, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of, by the authority of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. So why are you baptizing them by their authority? Because they make up the Godhood. They're all three. And their deity. You can read about this in Romans 15:30, 2 Corinthians 13, 14, Ephesians chapter 4, 4 through 6. So I think we have made our point. Hopefully, if you have any questions about the Holy Spirit being deity, reach out to me and I would be more than willing to discuss this with you more. Now let's move on. That's that's one point that I want us to, to digest. The next one is, is that the Holy Spirit is an individual spirit. Uh, He is as individual as as you and me. And so the the first verse I want you to consider is John 16, 13, because this is is a good passage. Uh, When the spirit of truth comes, he, Jesus says, will guide you into all the truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will declare to you, the things that are to come. Now, notice I, I highlighted all the pronouns, he. Uh, it's kind of funny, isn't it? Everybody's having a problem with pronouns today, but that's, that's the way Jesus, uh, that's the word Jesus used to describe the Holy Spirit. But, uh, you know, he, he Jesus doesn't say, I'm going to do it. He doesn't say, God, the Father's going to do it. He said, the spirit of truth. And he uses a pronoun, he, which would mean, that we're talking about his own being. He's going to do some things. Uh, He's not going to speak on his own authority. He's going to guide them with all truth. And uh, whatever he hears, he's going to speak, and he's going to declare to them the things that are to come. So that goes to show us that this this is a separate being from Jesus and God the Father. Now, in Acts 16 and verse 7, uh, this is when Paul started his second missionary journey. Uh, I only put this verse up here to show you how individual the Holy Spirit is, but notice what takes place in this passage, that uh, it says the Spirit of Jesus, talking about, about Paul and his journeys, the Spirit of Jesus did not allow them. Why? Because they wanted to go to Bithynia, and uh, uh, the Spirit would not allow it. So that, that shows us that the Spirit is able to make choices. Now, think about that. If the Spirit can make a choice, that's the same as as you and me. I can make a choice. I can decide what I'm going to have for dinner. Uh, That's a choice. Uh, I can decide what clothes to wear when I wake up in the morning. That's a choice. Well, likewise, the Holy Spirit obviously has the ability to make choice, and so if he can make a choice, that is descriptive of someone who is an individual. That's a characteristic about them. He also has the ability to know things, and we can learn about this in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 10 and 11. If you remember, the Corinthians were having problems thinking about men above that which was written according to uh, what Paul said there to them, they, and, and uh, uh, I'm just going to read verse 10 and 11, but notice what he said, these things God has revealed to us through the Spirit, for the Spirit, talking about the Holy Spirit, searches everything, even the depths of God, for who knows a person's thoughts except the spirit of that person, which is in him. And so also no one comprehends the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. And so that goes to show us that the Spirit knows things. I know things. I'm sure you know things. Well, the Spirit knows things too. And so because of that, we understand that that is a characteristic of an individual. He also has the ability to will. Uh, you know, he can, he has the ability to uh, uh, make decisions. In 1 Corinthians 12, 11, uh, he says, all these are empowered by one and the same Spirit who apportions to each one individually as he wills. In other words, in uh, that passage was talking about uh, various gifts of the Holy Spirit. And, and, and back then at that time, a, a gift might be speaking in tongues. Uh, a gift might be the interpretation of tongues. Uh, the gift might be uh, prophesying. Uh, they had various gifts, but uh, that all came from the Holy Spirit. And who decided that? The Holy Spirit. He's the one who willed. But again, just like I was talking about, you know, if I have a choice what I'm going to eat for dinner, eventually I'll make a choice. Why? Because I have a will, and I'll I'll decide what I want. Well, that's the same with the Holy Spirit, and this verse reveals that. He also has the ability to think. If we look in Acts 15, uh, this is part of the letter. Uh, they had the Jerusalem council in, uh, about circumcision. If you remember, the church in Aoch sent Paul and Barnabas up to Jerusalem, and they were going to consider with the apostles and elders if circumcision should be required on the uh, Gentile converts. And of course, they considered the matter, and they decided uh, that uh, they didn't, they shouldn't be required of, of anyone. And so they decided to write a letter and send it back to the church at Antioch. And this was part of that letter. It said, "It has seemed good to the Holy Spirit, and to us, to lay on you no greater burden than these requirements." Okay, the part I want us to notice from this is that it seemed good to the Holy Spirit means that He was part of that conference. And he he thought about it. I mean he's he it seemed good to him. It, he thought about this whole process that was taking place. And that shows he has the ability to think and thinking is something that uh, again, is a characteristic of an individual. Now that my favorite one is this one, and that's love, we we seem to we put so much emphasis on Jesus's ability to love and, and the father's in but you know in John three sixteen and seventeen, the father, is, you know, it's described as sending his son to this earth, uh, uh, you know, displaying his love uh, and sacrificing his son for God so loved the world. He gave his only uh, begotten son. So in Romans 15, 30, the Holy Spirit's no different. He has a deep love as well. Paul said, I appeal to you, brothers, by our Lord Jesus Christ, and by the love of the Spirit, to strive together with me in your prayers to God on my behalf. Now notice what he said by the love of the Spirit. So obviously the Spirit has the ability to love as well. Yes, the Holy Spirit is deity, and yes, he is an individual spirit. He is an individual, as Jesus is an individual, and as God is an individual, and they all come together to make up the Godhead, but they are all individual spirits. And that's the first part of this lesson. And I hope we're able to take in these two points and build on these in future lessons. Now, if you, again, if you have any questions or comments regarding this, all you have to do is to reach out to me, and uh, I'll be sure to do what I can to help you with that. Okay, that concludes the lesson for this evening. Uh, we are going to uh, invite you now. To, if you're ever in the Kearney, Missouri area, to visit us at 406 North Clark. We meet at 9.30 for Bible study, 10.30 for worship. And you can learn about the church by going to CarneyChurch.com. Now, again, remember all these times I give you are central time zone. If you like this lesson, you want to hear more, you can listen to KPGZ, 102.7 FM, every Sunday morning at uh, 7 a.m., and you can hear me preaching on KPGZ. Now, if you cannot pick up the signal because you live outside of Carney, that's no big deal. All you have to do is stream it on your mobile device, whatever you use to stream radio signals. Uh, if you have problems with that, just go ahead and download KPGZ's app. They have an app, and then you can just open the app, and it'll pop right up there. And you can, uh, can't get any more simple than that. Now, if you'd like to listen again some more, that's great. This Gospel Preaching Live is uh, published as a podcast form, and it's on Spotify and Google Podcasts. So all you have to do is uh, go to Spotify, if you have that, and download Gospel Preaching Live, and you can hear a lesson as you walk, as you drive, whatever it is you may be doing. Now, I'm also part of a show that I want to plug called Berean Spirits. That is a uh, Bible study show that airs every Thursday morning at 10 a.m. Central Time. Me and two other preachers get together, and we discuss a weekly topic and try to see what the Bible teaches about that. Now, if you want to be part of it, you can watch it live. You can go to CarneyChurch.com and press on the Facebook, the YouTube, or the Berean Spirits app, and then you can make comments in the comments section, and we may, probably will, use your comments on the show. But uh, if you don't, uh, can't watch it live, uh, it's also published in, in podcast form on Spotify and Google Podcast. And, uh, and we also leave past episodes up on Facebook and YouTube. You can go to the Carney Church page to find it, or you can go to Carney Church on YouTube or the Brian Spirits YouTube page, and uh, you'll be able to find past episodes. Now, uh, if you listen on podcast form to a different platform other than Spotify and you want to listen to it, Let me know what it is, and I'll uh, try to get us published on there. Okay, that's all I got for you this evening. Uh, Next time, uh, Lord willing, I'll be coming to you this Thursday at 7 p.m. Until then, remember, this is the day the Lord has made. Let's rejoice in it and be glad. This has been Gospel Preaching Live. Join us each week as truth is taught, faith is examined, and beliefs are challenged. Be sure and hit the like button so you can be notified of future episodes. And to watch past episodes, go to our website, carneychurch.com. This has been a work of the Carney Church of Christ.